1: Welcome into Mozzie and the Muscle. I am the Muscle, joined by my co-host Somalia Mozzie. Somalia Mozzie. Hey. Somalia. There we go. Mazi-yay. Took me a couple tries. <laughs> That's how you know it's off the dome. How are you doing, Mozzie? I'm doing
0: well. Doing well. Lost a couple of my records to uh, the internet not saving them.
1: Oh the the playoff predictor thing. Yep. Yeah, that happened to me. That's why I just did my Excel sheet again because I'm like. It it takes a bit to get it like fully good because you know I always you know miss a couple where you like you know double count a couple, but it like for sure saves and then I can you know do all my math stuff with it where I compare it to the Vegas totals. So Mm. I'm gonna stick with that. The Vegas totals. Vegas Mm. is usually right. Yeah, Vegas is usually pretty close. There there are every year there's a couple where I'm like way off from Vegas, and so it's like either. I'm totally missing something, or like maybe we're like fucking sneaky on it. Like right. I, I think the card like the Cardinals were one last year, where like I know I was like way off, but it was you know more the right side. But I'm sure I'm, I'm sure there are plenty I was wrong on too that I'm not remembering because I try to you know block those out. Right. Um, we we don't like to talk about those. <laughs> exactly. So today we are doing the NFC North where. I believe we both have, you know, the same two teams up top in the Packers and Vikings, but we'll start with the Packers. Um, how are you feeling about um, this team led by their, um, I guess, newly hippie-fied quarterback? <laughs> uh,
0: man, I, I really don't know what to do with the Packers right now. Um, I'm not really sold on their wide receivers and their ability to get an offense going. I like Christian Watson a lot. We liked him pre-draft. I don't know if he's going to even be there for the start of the season, though, and he's a rookie that has to develop chemistry with Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Their O-line is really good as long as long, as Bakhtiari and Elton Jenkins are healthy, mm-hmm. but that is kind of asking a lot for two guys that have missed uh, a pretty significant amount of time over the past couple of years, so yeah. expecting a whole season from them doesn't seem realistic for me. I do think we can predict that Aaron Jones is going to be Rodgers' favorite receiver. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I expect the run game to be huge, and by that I mean A.J. Dillon running the ball and Aaron Jones running and catching the ball and Dillon catching a few <laughs> passes here and there.
1: Yeah, I think I saw something where like Rodgers was sort of implying that they do want to get both on the field at the same time. And I don't know if they've done it in the preseason yet, but I think the coaches mentioned it too. And that makes sense. Yeah, they're like two of their
0: best offensive players.
1: Yeah, because, like, you know, you've got, um, you know, so you've lost Devontae. You're placing him with, like, Watson and Sammy and Romeo Dubs. You've got Tunyon at tight end, who's, you know, like a fine option there. Like, Rodgers likes him. But, like, getting those two running back sets, that's going to get some of your best players on the field. So, I don't know how much they'll do that. They should be up near the top of the league, like them and the Patriots should like both be teams going like, Hey, like these guys are better <laughs> than our receivers. <laughs> Imagine so.
0: getting Dylan uh, with a head start around the edge. And then you do a dump off to Jones who's behind Dylan now. Mm. So you've got like Bobby Boucher protecting you and AJ Dylan. Cause AJ Dylan is a fucking huge man.
1: Um, yeah, he's he's like well, so once I think once Derrick Henry retires, uh the muscle train nickname will probably get passed on to AJ Dillon. Yeah. Like he is a monster. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe not muscle train. He's I would say the muscle caboose right now. Yeah, he's a cause, little cause more cuz he's he's yeah, got a big butt. He does. <laughs> he got a huge ass. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we like our running backs, you know. Hey, Forget, it's important Devonta right? Freeman. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Um I should say their defense is kind of why I still have them doing well. I think their defense is pretty yeah. good. I think Eric Stokes is going to be the number 2. He seems to do he seems to be doing really well with Jair. So they've got a really good corner duo. Um they've drafted a bunch of young linebackers, so that part of their defense is young, but their run defense should improve as the season progresses. And they still have Preston Smith and Kenny Clark, even though they lost to Darius. So their defense isn't as um, maybe aggressive at getting after the pass, uh, getting after the quarterback. But they should, by the end of the season, be better against the run and just kind of be sound, have a good secondary. So I do yeah, still have been, them winning the
1: division. Yeah, that's that's been their, like, kryptonite is the is... – the good run games that's just annihilated over the past two or three seasons. They'll still um, get
0: run all over by, like, the Niners, but, you know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's a yearly tradition. <laughs> so, yeah, like you mentioned they lost Darius Smith. They did get Quay Walker in the draft, which I think is, you know, not a one-to-run replacement, but, like, a, ni- a nice way to kind of fill that hole. Yeah. Um, and on offense, I they also, because they also lost MVS, they lost Billy Turner on the, on the line. Um, I think... Alan Lazard is a really, like, interesting discussion point as far as fantasy goes because uh, he and Cobb are the only two that really have, like, rapport with Rodgers that are left in the receiving core now. Yeah, And I don't know how much longer Randall Cobb's gonna have, so, like, Rodgers kind of loves Lazard. He's been raving about him in this offseason. I know the, the hype's been around Romeo Dubs lately. Dubs? I'm gonna say Dubs, because it's more fun to say. Um, Yeah, I like that. It's either Doobie or Dubs. Somebody got Dubs. And, yeah, anyway, so Rodgers, you know, had been hyping up Lazard and I've heard nothing bad yet, so I think I assume that still stands. So he could be a huge beneficiary, of it, but I I agree with the Aaron Jones thing. He should hit a career high in receptions this year.
0: Yeah. It, the offense will probably will probably funnel through them.
1: hmm And we both have them near the top of the division. You've got them eleven six. I've got them ten and seven. So we also have the Vikings right around there. We both have them at ten ten and seven. This team was uh incredibly unlucky last year it was (laughs) that's how they put it as as most years um like if nothing changed even just like variants could put them back on the right side of 500 um they overhauled the coaching staff they improved a ton on defense um hopefully herb's okay but you know they've got that trio of jefferson thielen cook so like i think this is the a pretty good chance for them to kind of like take their shot at winning the division with green bay weaker their roster good a coach that actually you know is going to care now although i did just see mike zimmer uh is going to be working uh, at uh jackson state with uh deon sanders which is kind of interesting <laughs> really yeah my god i need a buddy cop with them <laughs> that's literally what it
0: is mike zimmer never but- smiles and dion never
1: stops like all show yeah i love it i love the pairing so yeah how are you feeling about the vikings this year
0: um i i agree i think this is they need to take it this year they need to win the division this year um their roster is too good not to i know that they have a new coach um but he's inheriting a really good a really good roster i mean offensively Justin Jefferson is fucking amazing. They Adam Thielen is still really good. Uh mm-hmm. Cook is Cook. He's excellent. Uh their offensive line is okay. It's not horrible. It as it's not as bad as it used to be. It's not the best. I think it's really strong on the left side. Um mm-hmm. defensively, they're pretty good too. I mean they their weakness yeah, is still their corner, defense is solid now. I would say you know Pat Pete is probably still a vet enough to a point where he can sort of free safety his corner position and do pretty mm-hmm. well with just anticipation um and I can't in any good conscience put them below 10 wins I know they're the Vikings and they they've, they've got to be one of the most tragic organizations <laughs> like fu- shit just fucking happens to them
1: but yeah, this division tends to be tragic in general yeah.
0: You know, they got Zadarius Smith, they got Jordan Hicks there, they got uh, Dalvin Tomlinson from the Giants, who has always been one of my favorite run stoppers, mm-hmm. um, and De- Daniel Hunter is coming back, who, I think people have forgotten how good he is, Yeah, because he's missed a lot I, of I time. I forgot about
1: him in general, too, yeah.
0: I, he, I, he pretty much missed, like, two years, if I'm not mistaken. He's been out mm-hmm. for a minute, but that guy is fantastic, so they've got a pass rush, they're Linebackers are short up, and their uh, secondary is not horrible. I like Andrew Booth. I think that's yeah. Their, okay, uh, what
1: round did they grab him in? And then and they got uh, a safety in the first round, Lewis Scene, yep, signed, who I also really like. So, um, oh yeah, Booth was their second round pick. Yeah, so they they spent high draft capital on their secondary, realizing yep. hey, yeah, <laughs> I liked both of those guys a lot. I thought Booth
0: was you know a a sure thing first rounder to the Patriots so I'm glad he didn't go there. Um, <laughs> instead, they had that strange pick with Cole. Uh, <laughs> eh, eh. But yeah, Love Love I him. I like this Vikings team. I really think they can do well.
1: Yeah, like they should be good. Um, like I said, they completely overhaul the coaching staff. Um, Kevin O'Connell's a new coach, and he'll be calling the plays. They've got uh, Wes Phillips as the OC as well, and then uh, Ed Donatello, which makes you think of Donatello, uh, <laughs> as a DC. Um, I don't don't know if we mentioned for Green Bay, they obviously lost uh, Hackett to uh, Denver, and now they've got Adam Stenevich as their new OC there. I don't see much changing play color-wise there. But, yeah, Minnesota, big coaching overhaul, and I think every Minnesota fan was kind of ready for that. Yeah. And I do want to add one important move that they did. Um, They did keep Greg Joseph. They have some consistency at kicker now. uh, Which is is definitely huge for this Vikings organization. Uh, (laughs) they're like we have a kicker who's not garbage you can actually make stuff he's (laughs) supposed to get give this man all the money now
0: uh I love it it's been a problem for them in very clutch moments unfortunately
1: yeah but I mean I think if 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 things go well for Kevin O'Connell this new staff like I'm curious I've heard nothing out of their camp like at all aside from you know like Justin Jefferson's being used everywhere like fucking duh um, but otherwise, I've heard like nothing out of Vikings camp, which I think is a good thing. I think
0: it usually is because most of the stuff you come that comes out of there that's positive is just like fluff.
1: Yeah, like we know, <laughs> we know Justin Jefferson's good. Um, we, you know, I, I need to check up on Irv Smith because I know he'd gotten hurt, and that was kind of a. Uh... I, I need to go watch the uh, Kellen monte because he had a good stat line. I did see like what like the one that went around Twitter, of course, was like the one like errant pass he had, but otherwise he had a good stat line. So I need to check that out because he and um and I think, are competing to be the backup. There we go. And then uh Kirk already got COVID, so he's good for uh, a few months into the season at least. Yeah,
0: he'll be immune now. <laughs> he's got the uh,
1: immunity. <laughs> he's, he's got that ninety days ish, whatever it currently right. is. I'm not, I'm not sure. Um, so. Oh, yeah, Irv Smith is expected to be ready for uh, the season opener. Um, He had some thumb surgery, so hopefully he's all good because they don't have Conklin anymore. So I I think after Irv, they're pretty direct at tight end. Yeah, they are. So, yeah, like Vikings, I said I've got them in the Packers with the same record. So, like, this is the Vikings' chance right now.
0: Yeah, and, I mean, I'll go ahead and say it now. Week one, I have the Vikings winning.
1: Let me see. Uh, Same, yeah, because it's in Minnesota.
0: Yep i know that there's probably a lot of people that are still gonna pick the packers there but i'm telling you man hmm. i'm i'm i this is the the vikings chance they got to win that week one and they're they're good
1: i i think they can do it and like i i, I hope the vikings are good like <laughs> it's yeah i feel bad for them <laughs> it's not it's not I like a too. detroit feel bad but it, you know you, you feel for them you want them to actually do Right, okay, they're not going to but...
0: turn into a dynasty, but it'd be nice to see them finally get over the hump there, and I think that this is kind of their best chance to do it.
1: Hmm, I agree. But speaking of the Lions, you've got them next. <laughs> uh, you've got them 8 and 9, I've got them 7 and 10. Uh, before we dive in on them, if you have not been to our website lately, uh, Mozzie uh, wrote uh, a pretty awesome piece on Dan Campbell and the Lions. I, I enjoyed it a lot, and I thought it was a good... Uh, Kind of summary talking about how Dan Campbell's really uh headbutting the current like NFL workplace culture so I've it's it's been shared on Twitter I was like you know I'm like th- this is something I think people on you know LinkedIn would appreciate so I got it shared there so i I, ho- I hope everyone sees it and if you're listening now uh hit pause go read it um or you know read it after I would say hit pause and go read it because I would forget to read it after if I didn't hit pause right now so I'm just telling you what I would do but alas um give, give me your lines low down here.
0: Man, uh, I feel like everybody who watches Hard Knocks is going to be at least, you know, second-hand rooting for them. They've just got so much heart. And I I think that in conjunction with that heart, they also have started to put together a pretty solid roster. I'm not going to say whether or not they're going to be good or not, because that, you know, is kind of what we're all waiting to see. But there are some really key things that I think indicate that they might be a lot better than last year at the very least. Um, Aiden Hutchinson, can't believe that you know they got him. That's great. He looked like a beast. He is, though, still a rookie, and he's got to work on that endurance because I watched the preseason game, and after the first series, he was gassed. <laughs>
1: Not that'll, like, that'll happen. It's so yeah. hard to get used to that, like level of play and everything.
0: Oh yeah. Cause he wants to go 150%. And then like first series, like, Oh my God, I got to get back into the aerobic shape as well. And it's like, yeah, you know, you'll get there. Don't worry about it. Um, mm-hmm. They grabbed Josh Pascal. Who's a defensive end that I really liked pre uh, pre draft um, a little bit later. So that's really great. so they're nice. going to have a little bit of a pass rush. Their offensive line is one of the best in football right now, if not possibly the best. It's actually shocking to say. Their
1: offensive <laughs> yeah, line. Yeah, they is... they do. It's definitely top 5, probably yeah. top 3.
0: It's really good and it's awesome. Um and that's great for them because we know that they want to use their run game and their running backs. Um if DeAndre Swift stays healthy this year, he is going to be one of the best running backs in fantasy.
1: I'm yeah, because we we were talking about it in the middle of my auction draft. You're like, yeah, dude, I love him. Like, I would take him over. Like this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy. I'm like, dang, I'm like, all right, like, <laughs> and it it makes sense though. I'm
0: considering taking him like mid first round in leagues,
1: and that's the thing is after the first two of JT and CMC. Like, it's fair game for anybody. Like, I I, th- I wouldn't be mad at any pick you make after those two, because for the most exactly.
0: part. I've got, you know, a belief that they're going to give him a lot of volume based on how they want to run that offense. And Deuce Staley, who's the assistant head coach, running backs coach, and he was the running back with the Eagles from 2000 to 2005 when they went to the NFC Championship. He's taken a special interest in Swift. And it's basically telling him, like, look, man, you can be the best running back in the NFL, and I need you to believe that. And it's like mm-hmm. it's really awesome to watch. Um,
1: yeah, that that running back class was absurd. I remember going through it, and I'm like, I remember talking about Swift, I'm like, I don't know if I could call him the overall best, which maybe he is. But, like, I'm like, he's definitely my favorite. He's so fun to watch. Yeah, he
0: is really fun to watch. He's electric. Um, yeah. I want to see what else. They got Amon Ra, who had an amazing end of the season and doesn't seem to be complacent in that uh they did sign dj chark which i think is maybe a really sneaky uh yeah move. everyone's
1: kind of forgotten about that one <laughs> yep
0: dj chark's very good and then uh shit they got my favorite wide receiver in the draft in jamison williams mm-hmm. so yeah we know Goff is golf and that's we know what his ceiling is And we know what his floor is. And his floor is, like, higher than most, and his ceiling is lower than most. He's got a really, like, solid baseline of what to expect from him. But I don't think he's going to be asked to do too much. I think the O-line will be asked to uh, shoulder the majority of the offensive production. And uh, that's a good thing. Their O-line was uh, – it's being coached by this guy. I forget his name right now. Um, But he was with the Eagles as well during the Andy Reid era. And that when he was playing, his offensive line coach was Juan Castillo. And Juan Castillo is this guy I specifically remember because he was basically a nobody that was like sleeping in his car at the stadium just to work for Andy. And he eventually became the O-line coach and their O-line was absolutely amazing with him. And then at some point, he actually got offered a higher-up position and took it. It didn't do super well. But I do trust that he was a really good O-line coach. And I'm pretty sure it's reasonable to expect that the guy coaching the Lions O-line has taken a lot of his teachings uh, with him. So I have a lot of hope for that O-line. I think the defense is still suspect. The problem is going to be their corners. Yeah, uh, if Okuda can get his That's, shit yes. fucking together, <laughs> then their defense is pretty good. And if That's not, the huge thing. Yeah, they they still have a bit of a weakness. Um, but yeah, I you know the there's a lot to like about their their franchise right now. They seem to have one vision and one goal, which makes things very easy for people to buy into. They've got a lot of heart. I like their roster in a lot of ways, especially in the ways that matter, at least to me. And that's you know, offensive line. It's kind of one of my big things is offensive line. I like their tight ends. <laughs>
1: of course, yeah, Hawkinson. yes, yes, they've got uh, what, the the spider or the the spider the praying mantis. <laughs> what
0: did he call the, him? Oh, he has yeah. a new one for Josh Reynolds. It's hysterical.
1: <laughs> he keeps adding all these different modifiers or nicknames to Josh Reynolds. It's hilarious. <laughs>
0: So, yeah, I've, right. I've got them about eight and nine. I do think that, you know, they take a step up from last year. Mm. And I think they have the potential to win more games. Like, I totally think they can beat some of those, you know, 50-50 games where I gave it to the other team because one of these was the Lions, you know?
1: Yeah, no, that's the thing. Like, when, you, when you're going through records, you're like, oh, this team's not going to be you know a three or four win team i'll give them this one against detroit like exact, you know exactly that's sort of how it works out you like you're trying to like not fudge it but balance it out like this to make it more realistic like this stuff's gonna bounce the other way a lot of times and so like right now like i could say oh like detroit like, if detroit beats like the jets in carolina like i didn't give them those actually weirdly enough um but like if i give them those and they're a nine-win team all of a sudden yeah and if they uh sweep chicago they're a 10-win team like with those so i i'm not saying that'll happen like I that's why like I mixed it around because I still think this team is young and inexperienced and they still have Jared Goff at quarterback and they still have you know a head coach who's learning and as much as we love Dan Campbell he's still learning right. um so I do think one thing to note with Jared Goff and I I'm not saying this makes him you know elite by any means because it doesn't make Flacco elite but this guy played in a Super Bowl uh <laughs> like he was good enough to not hold a team back from getting to the Super Bowl. Now he didn't win the Super Bowl, obviously. Yeah. Neither did Jimmy G. Um, and I think putting them around the same level is kind of fair.
0: Yeah. And we've I think seen that Goff is, yeah. like
1: yeah, be productive fantasy wise. We've seen him like do well in shootouts, like when a good team was around him. Like I think this is a kind of similar situation to what he had with the Rams, um, like in his good year, um, when they went to the Super Bowl there, like we saw him have you know fantasy viability and keep guys afloat and the, the team was good i don't it's not quite the same but there's so many weapons around him and like and the that the big thing is the o-line's really good i think the big difference is the defense that one rams defense was also really good this line's defense is not on that level quite yeah and so he's not going to be in comfortable situations as often but they did keep uh walker harris davis like they kept a lot of key pieces on defense that were kind of like some of the glue um, they have a new oc with ben johnson But like I said, they added some really good guys in the draft, especially on the defensive side of the ball too. So they're taking steps forward where I think maybe we'll see some of these guys second half of the year kind of gel a bit more, um, you know, barring the rookie wall for them. Because I was listening to, uh, I think it was the Pat McAfee show that talked about the rookie wall maybe. It might have been that or something else. But basically like, oh, you know, he was saying it's like, that's the longest year of your life. When he said like you go from, you know, Training camp of like, or like the, like the college training camp to the season to the postseason to pro day workouts to combine workouts to like, you know, the draft. And then you've got like a little bit of time off. Then we have got rookie camp, training camp, the right. preseason, regular season. Like, and then you don't get a break until um, after all that. And like, cause they're talking to Davis Mills about that. That's what it was. Cause you sent yep. me that, uh, the interview for him with uh, with Millsy Maker there. A great interview. So not to interject, but uh, oh, yeah. No, yeah. I. I like him a lot. I'm 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 excited for his his outlook going forward, for sure. Uh, one
0: of my favorite things from Hard Knocks is Dan Campbell looking at the room on day one of training camp and being like, "Guys, this is the best you're gonna feel for the rest of the year." And as soon as you accept that, we can. (laughs) And I was just like, "It's accurate though." Yeah. (laughs) Like
1: it, it doesn't get any better. It doesn't. It just doesn't. Yeah. (laughs)
0: you're gonna be in pain from here on out and i'm sorry and i love yeah. you <laughs> that's like the the team right now mm-hmm. oh it's bit, beautiful
1: bit. yeah i know like this team is gonna be okay like i said they're gonna i think they're gonna build on some of the scrappiness from last year mm-hmm. and turn it into some more wins um and i hope they're overcoming their curse so yeah you know, Lions are on the right track. I think I think I said like in twenty twenty four they're gonna be like a really good team.
0: <laughs> yeah. I think they're getting <laughs> because, there.
1: Yeah, so it's like next year they get their quarterback, you know, something like that, and then twenty twenty four the quarterback is, you know, no longer a rookie, this is that. Or maybe they like, you know, trade for something next year, who knows? But alas, uh we go to the Bears now to round out this division on the bottom. We both have them at five and twelve. Uh for me. There, <laughs> there are two big glaring issues with this team. One is the receiving group, the and receivers. two is the offensive line. Yeah, <laughs> yep. Like they've got Mooney, they have a tight end. Um, Byron Pringle is better than the public perceives, but I'm not calling him a number one by any means. Um, at least not yet, of course. Like maybe he'll develop there, but I'm yeah, not expecting that. So, yeah, the receiving group is one of the worst in the league. Yeah, uh, potentially the worst. I think it might be the worst. Then the Ravens, the Pats, there are like a few near the bottom there. Yeah, but
0: I like the Falcons, I guess. Yeah, but even they got uh London.
1: Yeah, I guess it depends if you count Ridley or not. Without Ridley, they're probably also near the bottom. Yeah. So <laughs> damn, nah. that makes me sad. The Falcons are going to be dog water this year, yeah. just like the Bears' offensive line. Kind and of, kind is. of just um, like
0: the Bears' offensive line.
1: Uh, yeah, they because they lost James Daniels and replaced him with Lucas Patrick, but like their own line is pretty rough. I think they because they drafted Braxton Jones, I believe, I don't know what round. Um, but they're in that tier of like, so you have them last, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're in that tier of one good, like one good player. Who, who did you have that as, as their one dog? Uh, was that Patrick or was that someone else? That was
0: Lucas Patrick.
1: Okay. And I'm so, pretty sure yeah.
0: that he's hurt. Oh, <laughs> I know. I need to. I forget.
1: I forgot who their tackles are. Um, because that's you know, that's an important part of the game. Uh, Riley the
0: Reef, I think, is there now. Did they add him? Yeah. Okay,
1: that helps a bit.
0: Helps a bit, yeah. And, and then, then Braxton Jones is the rookie uh, they drafted.
1: Tevin Jenkins, and he missed all of last year. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. I thought I, did they were they playing him at guard or is that another team that was trying out a guy at guard? He I was doing tackle. Wrong. Okay. I think right tackle. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. He he got hurt. Okay. I think I was thinking of the bang. I don't know. Uh, I remember like seeing a team recently who, like, oh they drafted a lineman last year, now they're trying a guard instead of tackle. I'm like, eh, well, whatever. Happens. So yeah, if, Te- if Tevin if is healthy and like plays well, that is a huge boost for this line. Like having like Riley Reeves a nice addition, too. They could probably scoot him in if needed, but yeah, this, this line is not good, though. That's the big issue. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's the problem, especially when you have a second-year quarterback that needs all the help he can get and you don't have any receivers, not really, or a good offensive line.
1: Mm-hmm. I do think uh, that the coaching uh, moves are probably going to be the biggest help to Fields <laughs> from last Definitely. season to this season. Um, the like one game where Nagy was out from COVID, Fields went off so maybe right. maybe that's like a side that maggie's like the new gase i i hope so um so they've got everfluce now everfluce everfluce whatever uh it sounds it sounds like something you you spit up sort of right um <laughs> sort of sounds like phlegm i don't know luke getsy as an oc al williams as the dc uh, it can't be any worse i am very curious about their move to get velas jones uh <laughs> that was an interesting grab. Yeah, I am too. I don't really get it, but they
0: did like make an actual move to get him, and I think they took him in the third.
1: Yeah, I need to. Say, I can't remember who all was still available. Like it might have been one of those things where like, oh, there weren't many guys left because this was a like again, again, this was a loaded receiver draft. So yeah, I'm, I'm trying to find where they took him. Alas, though, we don't have high hopes for the Bears
0: by any means. <laughs> no, I've kind of got them as a tough out. They're just one of my teams that I think is not... They're going to be in most games, but they are going to lose the majority of their games just because they don't really have the consistency uh, or just the overall star power, at their skill positions to really get them, you know, that seven points when they need it. So I think they're going to lose by one score to a bunch of teams, and that sucks, but... (laughs) Uh, there are some, there are some really good things going on with the Bears. The first is, uh, Eberflus, I think it will be a good coach. I'm excited to see what he does. They drafted a lot of defensive pieces. He gets to play with, uh, al Muhammad. They drafted, or not drafted, they, uh, took from Indy, who is actually a really good pass rusher. I think he's a little underrated, um... And they got uh, Jaquan Brisker in the draft, who's a safety, Mm -hmm. and I think he's already started to impress, but that was one that I kind of had my eye on from the start. They just didn't really address the offense or the wide receivers. Um, The one thing they did, though, offensively, which I like, is they went and got Luke Getzee, and Getze, I believe, I could be wrong, I believe he's the quarterback coach that Rodgers often compliments
1: as sort of the guy who fixed Mm. him. Uh, I do see him in pictures with Aaron Rodgers when I Google him. So that's probably uh, right.
0: He was with Rodgers at the beginning and he really helped him get his arm mechanics down. Cause they were a little gotcha. wonky coming out of college. And then the past year they, he actually like one of his, I'm going to start getting my way around here. Moves was to get Getze back. So he <laughs> came back to the Packers last year um so he's been with Rogers now. The two years he's gotten MVP um, mm-hmm. since he came back. So it's a good sign. I like that they brought him in because I really think he can help Fields and maybe maximize yeah. his strengths. Uh, and that's the big good.
1: thing, right? Like that's the, that's his team's identity. They don't really have an identity besides like we've got Justin Fields, and Justin Fields has it, yeah. as far as I'm concerned, at least. Like I I think. Most people when they started watching Justin Fields last year and saw him especially in that game without Nagy, like he's got the it factor he does uh, yeah, like i th- I think he's gonna be i don't want to say great, but I think he's gonna be pretty good for a good amount of time in the league. That's the impression I got That's where I'm at last right year, now. so like he he's he, he's a dude like they 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 got their quarterback, yep, which is it's been a while for the bears since they've had a i think a guy that they can feel really confident in. So, unfortunately, I don't think that translates to success this year. But right. I think after this year, they'll be like, okay, like we have. I think after this year, they'll have a better idea of what the direction will be going forward. Yeah, I agree. I uh,
0: <laughs> I like Fields. He's got that dog
1: in him. <laughs> woof woof. Um, before we wrap this, uh, wrap up this division though, I do want to mention something else with the uh, with the Lions. Um, one thing I found interesting with them, um, like their coaching staff like when Hard Ox is going through it, talking about how they're all former players. I think that dynamic is interesting in the fact that they're all former players. Because we, we've we seen varying success from former players in the coaching ranks. And I think a part of that might have to do with like chemistry with guys who are not former players. Right. And I think the fact that they're all on that same page, they're all former players. They all have that dog in them. Yeah. Like... Um like this they can't remember who the camera two were it's Staley and whoever and Glenn I think it was, yeah, like Aaron Glenn. going back and forth all the time in that first episode. Like that works when they're both former players and don't take it personally at all. Yep. Whereas, you know, if you've got, you know, Josh McDaniels on one side and you've got someone chirping at him, like I don't know how that goes per se. <laughs> I'm just I'm not I'm just using an example, right? Like <laughs> although I guess he has built chirping at him a lot, so maybe it's fine. But
0: yeah, they have, like, a, I don't know how many combined seasons they have collectively. Yeah, it's so like, 80
1: or something but like that. But it's
0: absurd.
1: Yeah, and so I think that is a big part of why it works and why that culture and that you know, identity could be successful is because you don't have a, a split in the vision. Like, you have this, the same mindset. Like, this Dan Campbell, like, was talking about, I hire guys for who they are. And because they believe in what I'm doing, this is that, and so like I think like I think that belief all comes from them all being former players. Whereas if you know, if if like, if there were five former players and five guys who weren't, like it may not be as cohesive. So yep, I and think that like that's part of their culture there too. That
0: was one of my favorite moments is uh, when he told the linebackers coach, I think Kelvin Shepard, he was gonna like shave his head.
1: Yeah, for the I love that goal. moment. He was
0: just like, "Don't fucking shave your head," <laughs> like. <laughs> I want you. I don't want, mm-hmm. like, a linebacker coach. I want you, specifically. And I thought that was not only endearing, but also, like, badass and good leadership.
1: Yeah, yeah. That really, like, I I agree. That was a moment for me where I was like, dang, all right, Dan Campbell, like, knows how to be a leader. Right.
0: You know, coaching the, through the games is one thing, but at the very least, I can say he knows how to put a good roster together and to be a leader.
1: Yeah. That's one thing, like, we talk about with, like, Tomlin too is like Tomlin yeah. is the best coach Monday through Saturday. He's just kind of hit or miss on Sunday. <laughs>
0: uh <laughs> yep, yeah. <clears throat>
1: yeah. <laughs> he is. He really is. Yeah. But um alas, that will wrap up our uh NFC North preview. We will be back very soon to talk about the AFC East. And uh meanwhile, you can find us, like I said, online at mozzieandhemusscle.com.